Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Hello, beloved, and welcome to a new episode of Beyond the Vincent's Fix My Life. Today, we speak with a woman named Portia Williams in Atlanta. Portia has had problematic relationships in her past, and she just keeps finding herself in them over and over and over again. We must evaluate her mental well-being so that one day she may be free of those chains of toxic masculinity. One day she will be free of that continent called Africa and going there and getting all of their men from other women. Portia, come to the floor. This is your episode of Fix My Life. Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU, to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo!
It was a Monday night and we were all just minding our business. I don't know how we got here, but here we are. What the fuck is going on in the Bravo verse? There are so many things to talk about, but I don't have the mental bandwidth to talk about any of this shit. Oh my God. What is happening? Like what, what like seriously, what is actually happening? Hi everyone. My name is Kendrick and I'm the host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast. I'm so glad you joined me. Listen, <clears throat> Monday changed my life and I know it changed yours too because if you're like me, you're listening to this and you're shushooketh because I know I am, in fact, shushooketh. We can be shushooketh together. Now, I <laughs> was recently on Mixing with Monty. And we had to talk about some things. And on that podcast, I shared my experience about where I was Monday evening when Portia Williams dropped an explanation about her love life. And you know what? I'm not going to talk about it right now because it's, it's a lot. Okay. We've been like, literally, I was unable to go to sleep Monday night. I stood up in the middle of my man cave for an hour because I did not know what to do. I could not process anything. I could not. My brain was not working. My feet were not working. My ass was not working. I didn't know what the hell to do. So I did like everyone else. I stood up and I scrolled through Instagram, getting every update I could, seeing all of the people going back and pulling receipts that I could. It, it was a lot. You know what? Because of all this going on, this episode is going to be a bit different. You know, I'll talk about some things, not some things, you know, talk about others. You know, of course, we'll have some voice messages from all of my favorite listeners. I love everybody that sent in something or that sends in every week. I love all of y'all. Let's go ahead and let's get it cracking with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, where the hell else will we start? Let's start with them. The reunion starts and we pick right up where we left off with them talking about who gives a fuck. Okay, let's go ahead and just talk about Portia, Simon, and Fallon, okay? Fuck that damn reunion, the season over, who gives a damn, okay? Listen, I have not been okay. If you have been living under a rock, if you have not heard what's going on, I don't know what to tell you. Come up at it because, I mean, everybody, everybody. I think I saw an article on CNN, hell. Everybody has been reporting on this. This weekend, Portia Williams dropped some photos that just made fans, you know, we we didn't think too much about it, but it looked weird. You know, it was her, Dennis, and Simon, Fallon's husband. Child, I, I'm racist because I thought that was damn Shamia's husband at first, but let me move on past that, okay? Um... <laughs> They were all posing in the pictures and stuff, just happy as could be. But instead of her hugging up on Dennis in the picture, she was hugged up on Simon. And so we all just kind of like, you know, that's weird. That's weird hand placement. You know, maybe she needed somewhere to rest her hand. You know, his <laughs> his uh, dilapidated ass stomach was the perfect place to put it. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's nothing, nothing major. We can deal with that. Okay. Monday comes. Because I don't know what had been going on. I don't know what made this announcement come or what's been going on. Because people have been hearing some things. There have been some rumblings, rumblings. We saw that ring on her finger in the picture. In the picture, it didn't look like the ring that Dennis had gave her. Had gave her. I don't know what was going on. You know, he gave her that, you know, bloop, bloop one. But then he gave her the bloop, bloop one. So, look, it was a lot. 
she posts on her Instagram, who child, do I need to read this for y'all? You know what? Oh God, I think I need to read this for y'all just so you'll, you'll have the whole picture, child. I just want y'all to know that at the time of this recording, she has now turned the comments off on this post and I know the fuck you did because girl, they was lighting your ass up. This post is a picture of her and Simon in a, uh, she's in a bikini. He's in a black shirt. Of course, you know, child, let me move on. Uh, the, the picture says our relationship began a month ago. Yes, we are crazy in love. I know it's fast, but we are living life each day to its fullest. I choose happiness every morning and every night, tuning out all the negative energy and only focused on positive wishes. He makes me so happy. And to me, that is what matters most. For all of you that need facts, I get the optics. But Simon filed for divorce for a previous marriage in January. I had nothing to do with them their divorce filing. That's between the two of them. Fallon and I are not friends. Let me pause. At that I'm I'm okay with that statement. I knew, you know, we all know what that means. She's not saying that they fallen out or anything. She's saying that there was a, a a friendship by Bravo. That's what the fuck she was saying. So I get that, but still you low down, motherfucker. Okay. And Simon's divorce has been settled. Let me hard pause again. There too. It's not true. Everyone has pulled those receipts. Fallon said that they're working through their divorce. It is not finalized yet. Continue. Our relationship is a positive step forward, loving step forward in everyone's lives. Simon and Dennis are committed to being respectful and supportive of my happiness in this situation, as well as being the best co-parents they can be to baby PJ. Two black men stepping up and being amazing people. Let's praise them with four exclamation marks. It's truly a beautiful moment in my life and we cannot wait to spend the rest of our lives together. X-O-X-O-P. And then the best part, hashtag love wins because apparently they kitty clicking. I don't know. They bumping coochies. I don't know what's going on, but she said love wins. So I'm assuming... Either she's a man or Simon's a woman because I thought that was reserved for the gay community. But, you know, I've been wrong about other things. So let me not, you know, let me not uh, <laughs> let me not stop your shine, Portia, because, you know, who am I to sit up and, you know, act like I know what the hell going on? I don't. After that, Simon then posts as well, child. He says, I'd like to seize the opportunity. Oh, wait a minute. What's funny is. His original post, them folk were wearing his ass out because he had C's, C-E-A-S-E, like what uh, Portia going to send my ass a cease and desist after this damn episode comes out. He had that. Them folk wore his ass out for the grammar in this message, but it looks like he had somebody go back and uh, hooked on phonics this shit. So he said, I'd like to seize this opportunity to thank every well-wisher of Portia and I, whether via phone, text, or DM. You affirm my belief that finding love is possible for everyone. Yada, yada, yada. Look, I'm not winning all this. All you need to know is he ended it with hashtag love wins again. You know what? <laughs> Y'all go. I'm, I need some answers. Not about this relationship. I need answers about uh, is, is somebody. You know what? Let me not go there. Okay. <laughs> that was about to get. I was about to get real nasty. Look, Portia, you embarrassed us. Okay. You didn't embarrass her. We out here going up for you on a daily basis, and now you came with this shit, see? 
If you listen to my episode with Monty, along with uh, Tom from Dumpster Dive, Chelsea from Oh No Bravo, and uh, and uh, Taria from We Go, what else is going on? How many people is that? Monty, me, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us, you know, us five, we had a little panel. We had to get together. We, child, we were minding our business, trying to get together, to talk about Summer House, and then boom, Porsche Gate. I don't, is that the gate name we want to give it? Hold on, we got to think about this. We need a real appropriate gate name, okay? Gate, 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 gate. I don't know. Uh, Love wins gate. That's a good one. Okay. We would call this shit love ring or, or Costco ring purchase gate because all them rings he buying look alike. Or let me see. Uh, <laughs> Dennis happy to not be involved anymore gate. Maybe that one. Or where is Dennis mama gate? I don't know. We will call it something. We're going to figure that out. Maybe we'll take a poll on it and figure this shit out. Portia, you got us around here. Barrist. We be going up for you. But let me tell y'all something. This is the chat rooms doing ever since they formed the chat room. None of them have prospered. (laughs) Now don't get me wrong. They have all been the talk of the town. And I guess that's really all that matters in fame. But you know, Chad, ever since chat room, uh, Monique brought that binder out on Giselle and read out that number. Uh, Hannah, them people been trying to uh, fight her ass at every turn. And now Portia with the, you know what? Child, I bet I won't miss now another episode of chat room. No, I bet you asked that. You know what? This is tiring. It's exhausting. I, uh, my, what Leanne said, my draw, the liner in my drawers are tied. The wig I'm wearing is, everything's just tied. I'm tired. You tired. I cry. You cry. We cry together. Like Lil Mo said, it's just, whew, it's a lot, y'all. I'm just going to move the fuck on. I don't know if I want to talk about something terrible like real housewives of dallas next or some more upbeat like merit the medicine i'm gonna save merit the medicine for a, a happier note you know what let's just let's go ahead and go on to these raggedy ass but they done but they're done these raggedy ass real housewives of dallas before i get too deep off into the real housewives of dallas part two reunion let me throw it over to Kaya from the <laughs> Bravo Wild Black podcast. Y'all know she writes in every week to tell me how happy she is that Dallas is almost over and we have finally made it to the ultimate finale. And I was going to say penultimate, but I had to pivot. Y'all know what the hell I mean. It's done. Shit, you know what I mean. Uh, Kaya, take it away. This is Kaya from Bravo Wild Black. I just want to thank God and also Jesus for the fact that Dallas is over and when it comes back I can guarantee you mark my words Dallas will not look the same if that raggedy ass show comes back okay I think we all need to take some time and reflect after this big week on Bravo and just take some time to think the Bravo gods that Dallas is now over because that was literally hell like from from the, I will say the first episode was kind of interesting because I didn't know what Brandy was going to do what Felicia she was up to but from the second episode on it was literally like not even hate watching it was me just tired watching of these ignorant ass hoes and I would just also like to shout out Eduardo. Eduardo, if you are single, you know, holla at your girl. I am nothing like Carrie. Will never be anything like Carrie. Mm, you're probably conservative too, but 
you know, you got money. So, um, let's give it up for Dallas being over and the nightmare being over and for a complete reboot, the same one that OC needs. She ain't never lied. Look, this the last time y'all got to sit through this because I got a feeling either Dallas, Dallas won't be back for a while. They probably go, you know, take a little time to reboot that or they go peacock that shit. And if they peacock that shit, I don't know if I'm going to be just, you know, running the peacock to watch. I mean, it'll be on. So I guess I can just, you know, watch it at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Look, we pick back up with Tiffany and Cam talking about chicken feet gate. And Tiffany explains why she feels like Cam does a lot of white splaining. We all know what white splaining is. Do we need to discuss this? I don't know. Cam, look, until you can uh, explain, what's that boy name? Sharks or Chart or whatever his damn name is. You have absolutely no credibility explaining anyone's culture to them. Tell your raggedy ass husband and his brother to get their their familial shit together and you learn the difference between racism, prejudice, intolerance, and bigotry before I waste any any more brain cells discussing something like race with your ass. Bye. Listen, Cam, you and them damn receipts were getting on my last damn nerve. Look, as a Bravo fan, I love me some receipts. I love receipts. I love a receipt binder. I love a receipt uh, printed out on bad paper like Whitney did at that damn Salt Lake City reunion. It was still a receipt. I loved it, but you need to get you some, you know, some good, good toner cartridge next time. You know, that's that's a little T for you. But you, it, it, we love receipts. Cam was working my damn nerves with her receipts, though, because receipts at Housewives reunions are supposed to prove points. Cam, you, <laughs> y'all show isn't that damn deep. First of all, there is nothing that's happened in the history of the Real Housewives of Dallas that required receipts. The only thing that we might have needed to approve at one point was uh, if Brandy was racist with that video. And we saw the damn video. We didn't need you to bring that to the reunion. So why the hell are you showing up with receipts? I just, I, I need to know. Nothing has happened for you to require receipts. I just don't get it. And look, I've watched all five seasons of this damn show and I can promise you nothing has happened that required receipts. I'm just saying. I'm glad Deandra's shaman <laughs> got a whole segment on this reunion. Yeah, he was my third favorite cast member this season. Besides who? Let me see. Tiffany was my first and then Deandra was second. Ooh, wait a minute. Actually, he was fourth. Because, baby, Mama D gives, okay? I always, For some reason, I always feel the need to, like, specify that I'm talking about DeAndra's mama, Mama D, instead of Scrappy's mama from Love and Hip Hop. Not the pimp Mama D. I'm talking about, well, child, she was pimping. <laughs> D Simmons was pimping the hell out of them old men, so let me not say that. Uh, not I deserve Mama D. I'm talking about. Uh, I received Mama D. How about that? We <laughs> we'll go to that, okay? I why would Mama D be in Dallas? I don't know. Then listen, I watch too much reality TV. Y'all get my point, okay? They pivot to Deandra and her family, and she gets emotional talking about Glenn Simmons. You know, that's her stepfather, not her biological father, but her stepfather, and how he raised her, and he was the most important parent of the three. Catch. What shook me up though was her talking about how rich her biological father was. 
she was set because you know, remember, if y'all don't remember from the episodes, she uh they had a deal, D Simmons and the dad. He was not gonna pay child support, but he was gonna leave everything to her. Like he was gonna leave a big trust to her. They started prying about their trust. She inherited more than forty million dollars, first of all. He kept asking, like, okay, he by I mean Andy. He keeps asking 10 million, 20 million, 30 million. I mean, what do we do? She's like, no, more, more. Okay, you listen, you better have two rich daddies, DeAndra. I know that's right. I, if only I could find one. Okay. They do a section on Brandy and child. Brandy has been through it, okay? I don't offer her any sympathy for all the racist shit that she's done, all the bullshit that she's done. But having a baby unexpectedly and well, not she didn't have it unexpectedly, but she got pregnant unexpectedly and not knowing, you know, to take care of yourself because, you know, she was pounding them drinks and all that stuff back. I don't know what else she was doing in her free time, but she was knocking them drinks back on camera. Uh, her mother-in-law was killed in the, you know, the impact of the car crash while her daughter was in the car and her husband was cheating. She who. She finally talks about the video and says it was from a dual like bachelor bachelorette party from 2018 and that she knew about it, but she is like distraught talking about it. She says she'd feel like a piece of shit if she leaves him though, because he's actually grieving a loss of his mother and he's been there for her through so much and she'd feel bad and yada, yada, yada. Girl, you better leave that man and take half of everything i'm just saying you that man because brian got some change don't y'all be fooled brian got a little money you better leave that man and uh leave on the horse you rode in on or the texas cap i I don't know leave with whatever the hell you can grab on your way out the door okay then they talk about her daughter being sent the video of him cheating on instagram which is why i tell y'all y'all's young ass kids don't need social media but i'm not their parent so i can't say nothing just saying and she didn't think that was right, you know, but they, they say they all believe they know who did it. Child, them folks blame Leanne Locken. <laughs> Look, I was in a clubhouse, I think either last week or the week before. Shout out to Dr. Monica, Dr. Monica from Camp Getaway on Bravo. She does those great, uh, those great clubhouses about like the psychology of Bravo. I'm actually going to be in the one with her the day this podcast come out on Thursday. We're going to be talking about some things. Okay. Obviously we'll be talking about Portia Williams. Cause she gave us some things to talk about. I'm just saying some things. She gave us some things to talk about. Okay. Listen, honestly in this thing, she said that, you know, she heard that they were trying to blame it on her and that she was shocked that they were trying to blame it on her. And at the time I believed her, but then they started circulating this video on Instagram of, uh, Leanne talking about DeAndre's mama blowing brains out and how she said she saw it, but she never, it was the, listen, Oh, I can't do that with y'all. I'm, 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 I'm so glad y'all damn near over. But look, DeAndre says, Leanne is actually like pissed off because Brandy is allowed to still be on the show while she isn't obviously referring to the racist comments that she made last year. Meanwhile, Brandy got a whole ass racist video and nothing has happened to her. She hasn't been penalized in any way. Well, shit, look, that's making those, uh, rumors about Travis Holman allegedly owning the company. You know, that's Stephanie's husband, Travis Holman, apparently owning the production company. It makes those rumors, 
look a lot more credible. Now that's all alleged. I don't know if it's true. We can't prove it, but who stuff like that. It make you wonder, don't it? It, it? it make you wonder a little bit. Then they get to the racist video portion. They talk about her pu- <laughs> They talking about her pulling that chair out for Leanne at the season four reunion. They, t- oh, child. Uh, you know what? You sat up there and you took all that time to pull that chair out for Leanne. You in that hotel room, you better pull that chair out the corner of that hotel room by that dusty ass lamp. And you better put it in uh, the bathroom or slide it in the bathroom. And then you look, you sit in that and explain yourself shit while you doing all that dramatic shit last year. Then they get to her versus Tiffany and Tiffany really, I'm proud of her for really holding Brandy's feet to the fire because Brandy tried all, you know, she, she, uh, she really tried that. Like, you know, I can't be myself, all that bullshit. Goodbye. This section was really loaded, but I don't, it was not really like it was loaded, but not really. Cause it was a lot of, a lot more of the same shit that we've already seen. Brandy being the victim, Stephanie allowing her to be the victim, giving her a whole platform to be a victim, giving her a crying shoulder to be the victim is in in some reality, maybe in Doctor Strange's multiverse, she's a victim, but not not on Earth six one six. You definitely not a <laughs> you are not a victim on Earth six one six. I'm just saying. And Tiffany, look, Tiffany had questions. Okay, this was this was a whole lot. Before I wrap this up. I want to go to Josh from the uh, Bravo Boyfriends podcast. He has some things to say about that particular section and about them discussing race overall because them helpers there. Let me let me throw it to Josh. Hi, this is Josh from the Bravo Boyfriends podcast. As a Texan who no longer lives in Texas, I have thoughts on the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion for season five, part two. We've moved past the need for Cameron Westcott and her wannabe receipts, which were just honestly a waste of paper and a waste of trees. There was no reason for her to come for Tiffany so hard, especially because while they so supposedly had resolution at the reunion, all that's happened on Twitter today is now Cam and Court both coming for her, which is a horrible look. There are so many better stories to be told on a Real Housewives franchise than straight out racism and microaggressions towards people of color. There are so many people in Dallas that we need to recast this franchise because I still think there's hope for it. But this season and the way it ended was not it. It wasn't it at all. I agree with you there, Josh. They got to There's hope for Dallas. They can get Dallas together, but they really got to, they got to, they got to do some better casting. Dallas is such a diverse city. Why that cast looks like that is beyond me, but I don't know. I Listen, it ain't my business. <laughs> I'm Bravo. I'm going to let y'all figure that one out because I'm not that invested to where I'm trying to write y'all letters and help y'all out to cast this damn show. I don't care. Can I just say that the funniest part of this shit, of this whole reunion, was how disheveled Brandy ass looked by the end of that reunion. <laughs> Baby, that ponytail was fucked off okay it was a little look it was a little piece round to the front she had a little a little piece of curl on the left side it was you know it was a, a children's barrette up top it was a lot of shit going on i don't i don't know i don't know what to say about that listen before i finally get off of dallas for good 
I'm going to throw it over to Samaj, who had some thoughts about this and the season overall. <laughs> Y'all know they're going to be disrespectful. And I just want to say happy birthday, Samaj. His birthday and his podcast are released on the same day, which will be, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, it'll be tomorrow, Friday. So make sure you plan to subscribe to me. I am canceled. Get into it. I love it. Everything he's let me hear so far has been amazing. I am a multi-repeating guest on that podcast, so I need y'all to check it out. Let's throw it to Samaj. Hey, Kendrick. It's Samaj from the Me I Am podcast. Out tomorrow, out Friday. Woohoo! I'm here to talk about Dallas, the last part of this conclusion to this reunion, to whatever you want to call it. It's done. It's over. So happy. One thing it gave me now was a get-out-of-work note or you know pink slip whatever you call it because i know if i need to be sick i will watch this again no i'll watch this whole season i'll get a headache i'll get frustrated i'll probably start coughing and i will surely but slowly have a reason to not clock in the work i will watch dallas and i will make myself sick and then i will have a day off because i will be calling in so if one thing Dallas gave this season, it gave sick notes, it gave get off of work, it gave leave that Zoom meeting early, it gave instant headache. So shout out to Dallas for doctor's notes. Let's get the hell out of Dallas for a long time, okay? Before I jump, I'm going to go into Married to Medicine next, but before I get there, I'm going to tell y'all, I did watch uh, Married at First Sight. It was the decision day, which y'all know the whole season leads up to that. So I'm actually, I'm not going to talk about it because there's not really, it's hard to talk about decision day because really all the couples do is just get together in front of the counselors. They talk and then they do these like dramatic pauses and then they say whether or not they want to stay in the marriage. And it's not really, you know, it's more of a, I've decided that I'm going to do a watch along in my stories on Instagram. So Either Thursday or Friday of this week, either the day it comes out or the next day, I'll put the episode on and I'll do a funny little watch along in my stories. I'll just hit the high notes of the episode. I'll give y'all time to watch it. And then we'll do it that way. It's a little more interactive that way because there's no way we can really, we can't really just, you know, discuss it on here. You know, it ain't really too much it'll give us. So I'm going to do that. I'll engage with y'all on Instagram about Married uh, at First Sight. It'll be fun. You know, we shouldn't take up space on a podcast talking about it. And while we're talking about marriages, let's go ahead and get into Marriage to Medicine. Before I get into yet another fantastic episode of Marriage to Medicine, let me actually, since we're in Atlanta, let me actually go back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta first. And I'm actually going to play a voice note that I got from JV. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you know JV's voice. You know that cackle when he says something messy. I'm going to throw it to JV because uh, I'm not going to write the complete season off. It's just that, you know, Portia, Portia gave, okay? Portia gave us way more than uh, the rest of the cast gave. Just, I only need Portia back, honestly, next year. If y'all want to get Fallon a peach, go ahead. I, I'm, a, I'm here for that too, but... Everybody else can be fired for all I'm concerned. I don't give a damn. Portia, you get you listen, you single handedly reviving that franchise. I'm gonna give you that. You 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 doing the damn thing. So let me <laughs> and keep in mind he sent this in before 
all of that mess drop, I think. So let me go ahead and throw it over to JV. Hey, it's JV from Chicago, and I have thoughts. First, Atlanta. I'm so glad it's done. I'm so glad it's over. I'm tired of hearing the words Bolo, Profit, and Bachelorette. I'm tired of it. Uh, Let's call a thing a thing. The breakdown between Portia and Kenya, a large part of it was Nene. The whole reason why Portia and Kenya kind of fell out was because Portia took Nene's side when she got back cool with her. When she was not cool with Nene, she was perfectly fine laughing at uh, Marlo's expense when Kenya showed up with the Kenya more hair care. That, that was funny, though. But now you think that it's something that triggered you. It, it, let's call it what it is. You took your sister's side, quote unquote, big sister, and now you're not cool with her anymore. This, by the way, is honestly what I saw happening with Marlo and Kenya getting back cool. Now that they're back cool, you're not on Portia's side with everything. It's, it's just high school and childish. I don't like when grown people, especially those that are knocking on 40 and 50 and almost 60 years old, are arguing over friendships. It's done. It's not middle school. I know everybody wants to go up for Drew because she's newer, especially the people that are on Portia's side or her fans love Drew. That girl getting on my nerves. Talking about this Dane Blaster Prophet, the same exact thing that you're talking about you know, people should have minded their business with the bolo thing. Why are you in Latoya's draws the same way Kenya is in Portia's draws? It's like y'all are contradicting each other. Y'all just don't like each other and you're on one side and you're fighting. You on one side, I'm on the other, and we just gonna go at it. But y'all are fighting over literally the same thing and it's all nothing. In the words of my girl, Juva Derm Judy, aka Kim Zosiak. <laughs> Everybody on that cast is a snooze fest, except Portia. There, I said it. Listen, while we recasting, let's just go ahead and, you know, bravo makeup with Mariah Hook. Put her on Atlanta with Portia and then just hire four new motherfuckers. I'm just saying. That'll make me happy. It'll probably make y'all miserable, but hey, shit happens, okay? We start off Married to Medicine. Come <laughs> Tessa, then had you then gave these folk the damn Rona, so everybody got to quarantine. Now I don't know who all got it, but she was around them and she caught it, so we just go blame everything on Con Tessa. See, we're gonna do her like I do my cousins. Every time somebody asks me about COVID, I'm like, Yeah, you know, I went to thank uh Christmas dinner and my two cousins, yeah, you know, they they tried to take me out of here, but I'm a fighter. I made it through. Like Ramona said, you know, I had this, I had that. He said, wow, you're really a fighter. I'm a fighter, just like Ramona. Cone Tessa goes to see Quad, and this has nothing to do with anything. But Cone Tessa said they had some dogs, but the dog sitter took them one day and just never brought them back. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, ma'am, go get your damn dogs. Go get your damn dogs. They talk about her relationship with Scott, but honestly, I'm more concerned about the damn puppies. I want somebody to open up an investigation against the Metcalf family. Like, what is going on? Who got y'all damn dogs? Where them puppies at? I'm surprised Quad uh puppy couture ass didn't say nothing when this lady talking about she didn't abandon her damn dogs. 
I'm just saying, but look, oh Lord, this, <laughs> these folk, I don't, where is them puppies? Where is Kojo? Where is Airbud? Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Where, who got them puppies, Contessa? That's what I need to know. Who, who got the puppies? Toya and Lisa Nicole Cloud Noggles hang out and they talk about the Zoom call that Toya either wasn't invited to or couldn't make it to. I'm not sure which one it was. Carrie was defending her on the call, but Anila did the absolute very least. The absolute very least. Now we know why this was, but you know, she did the least. But Toya mostly, you know, she doesn't even take aim at Anila during this conversation. She mostly takes aim at Quad because all of the shit she's been talking all over the whole Atlanta, like Marlo says. <laughs> the main point of this, though, is to set up that Jackie, she's going to have like a, a intimacy party or a, a, a coochie flicking party or whatever. It is. I don't know what it is, but. Chad, it was a whole porn star there, so it sound like it sound like somewhere I want to be. I'm just saying. Toya said, "You better not sit. <laughs> you better not sit heavenly raggedy ass nowhere near me either." I know Jackie didn't sit her nowhere near her ass either. Side note: Before I jump to Jackie's party, when Cecil and Simone have a conversation about somebody named Sammy dying, why did I think they were talking about that lady that almost wrecked their marriage? <laughs> Remember his friend that I, I'm pretty sure they said was a lesbian. I don't know if they said, I think, and he, you know, he, he was like, no, she, no, she don't even like men. You shouldn't be worried. They like, that's a woman. You knew remember all of that. This this woman that they kept talking about at one of the reunions. You remember the one where they made them people stay married, basically. <laughs> This whole time, I'm like, oh, Lord, Salmon and died. And now Cecil don't like Simone because he couldn't even be with his friend when she died. It's just Actually, Sammy the damn dog. And apparently his breathing had gotten bad. I didn't even know that about Sammy. Poor Sammy. I'm not sure what happened, but they took him to the vet and they say he never came home. R.I.P. Sam. Look, y'all can have my dog socks because her ass been chewing up. Uh, been chewing up shit all throughout my damn house. I'm talking about all throughout it. And she's, look, she about to be a motherfucking outside dog <laughs> if she comes in with another empty Dorito bag or Snicker wrapper from the garbage or whatever. Badass dog. I'm, whew, let me not get worked up. That dog, been, that dog has been on my ass like back pockets this week, okay? That dog has been taking me through the ringer. Let's jump to Jackie's damn party. <laughs> it's the first time that they've all been together since quarantine. Almost took they ass out of here. Con Tessa. Just like it did my raggedy ass at Christmas when my raggedy ass family gave me the Rona. I'm just saying. Woo. Look, we meet somebody named. <laughs> it, it It's pronounced Shanice. But it's spelled Chinese. Spelled Shanice, but it's pronounced Chinese like bought the pink Lamborghini just to race with China, bought the race to China just to race in China. The people that live there is it's, it's spelled Chinese, okay? Child, Chinese does porn. I know that's right, Chinese. If I had a better body, I'd do porn too. But I just, you know, <laughs> I can't just be out here dropping my stomach on folks left and right and expecting Vivid Video not to sue me. Oh, is Vivid Video still a thing? 
are they still around? Let me tell y'all something. I used to steal my daddy's vivid videos <laughs> way back in the day when I was way too young to watch them. And I would watch the hell out of them things. Then I put them back. You know, you got to make sure when you when you steal your daddy's DVDs and tapes, you got to make sure you put them back just like he had them. So, like, if the reel was facing the back and the label was on the right side, you got to put it just like that. You had to pay attention to detail. And you had to put it back in that exact spot they left it in. If they was watching the third scene that happens around, you know, 30 minutes and 22 seconds, you got to have it at that third scene that happens at 30 minutes and 22 seconds. I'm just saying, okay? That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I didn't figure out what the hell I was talking about, but yeah, yeah I'll get my point. Chinese or Shanice, whatever, got them talking about masturbation and everything. They mentioned the fact that the porn industry is the only industry where women make more money than men. Well, shit, it, it really ain't no need for me to get in shape, huh? <laughs> but immediately after that, we find out that Anila ain't fucking with Toya no more either. So Toya just, Toya just out here lonely hanging out with Lisa Nicole Cloud Noggles ass, I guess. She said Toya has been calling her everything but a child of God. She even has been calling her stupid and ignorant and all these kind of words. Now, Toya, you know what? <laughs> you can call folk a lot of things. You know, that, that's low-hanging fruit. Let me not go there. Let me move on. Toya shows up. And she gets it started like she do on every episode. Look, y'all better thank God for Toya, okay? Thank God for Jesus and thank Jesus for Toya because Toya is Toya getting it started on this damn season. Toya ignores most of the folks there and then she just walks and sits in her seat next to Anila and Anila is not here for it. She said, I heard you've been talking plenty shit. And Toya said, child, so uh, anyway, you know, she hit it with that Nicki Minaj. And Anila said, ah, ah. she brings up how she's bringing up stuff like the makeup issues and stuff all in front of other people. And Toya basically just keeps calling her a drama queen and saying that she sounds crazy and all this kind of stuff, being very dismissive, child. The whole time they having this damn conversation, Shanice, a.k.a. Chinese, is telling the other women that they need to uh, <laughs> swirl them, ooh, tell them they need to swirl the clits and bust it wide open and, and drop the man if he can't lick it right. And all kind, they was, listen, this, this was the episode, this episode of Marathon Medicine should have been on Cinemax, the way they was talking. But listen, we, we love duality, okay? <laughs> Side note, as a friend of Quad has a lot of confessional slash interview slash talking head looks. And I'm not going to lie. She looks the fuck good. Okay. And all of them good. Come on, Quad. Look back to the episode. <laughs> I need Chinese Shanice <laughs> to do a fun party for me. Okay. Shanice was getting them together. She had them rate themselves basically like they freak number. Y'all remember freak number from Atlanta. She had them, oh, this is Atlanta too. <laughs> she had them rate themselves and based on the numbers that they put, she gave them a sexy ass gift. She gave Quad some Benoit balls, gave Simone a, a bell to ring whenever she wants sex. She gave Jackie an electric tongue to use on her spot. She gave Tessa, who, you know, she rated herself a 10, a dog collar and a leash and a blindfold and a whip. 
Woo! It, look, it, it felt like the dungeon and Bolo was in daytime. You know what? Let me never mention Bolo again. We over them, okay? We are done with the real Housewives of Atlanta. The only Atlanta we acknowledge <laughs> is Married at First Sight and Married to Medicine. Damn it! We are not invite. We are not mentioning Atlanta no more on this podcast until they give us an amazing trailer for what is you know Portia. Fallon and then five new people okay we ain't acknowledging y'all no more the last scene of the episode is between heavenly and quad so you already know it's messy as hell baby they were being messy boots down down basements it's elevator basement they talking about how Heavenly got all new furniture because Toya called her furniture raggedy. <laughs> they so messy on this show. I love it. And they proceeded right after that to go in on Toya. Baby, them people said that Toya couldn't get a line of credit at Z Gallery. You know what? Let me tell you how I love a crossover. So I love when reality TV intersects with real life. I remember watching an episode of Potomac. It was this past season. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was this past season because I was doing the podcast then. And I remember not focusing on a scene with Monique and Chris because I kept staring at some wine glasses she had. I was like, I love those wine glasses. I wonder where the hell she got them from. Monique is one of the, there are like oh, maybe four or five like Bravo liberties that follow me on Instagram. Honestly, it stresses me the hell out. I hate that people follow me from Instagram because I <laughs> I hate that they follow me because, you know, in case I need to wear their ass out one day, I'm just saying. they. So she's one of the people that follows me. I messaged her and I was like, Monique, Monique, where you at? got them glasses from? She messaged me right back. She like, oh, baby, I got them right down to Z Gallery. She sent me the website. I got on there. Now, they didn't have them no more, but I got some different ones. And, you know, y'all like my wine glasses. Y'all see them on Instagram. So, that didn't have nothing to do with nothing. But Z Gallery, if you can get you a line of credit there, <laughs> maybe you can't. Maybe you can just, uh, you know, pay cash like Toya doing. But if you can get you a line of credit at Z Gallery, hell, it's worth doing it. All right. Let's get up out of Atlanta. Let's take a quick trip to the Hamptons. Now, look, I was going to talk about Summer House, but then my favorite, one of my absolute favorite podcasters, Moni from Mixing with Moni, invited me on to do her first ever, ever panel on her podcast. Me, Tom from Dumpster Dive, uh, Taria from What Else Is Going On, Chelsea from Oh No Bravo, and Moni, we all got together initially to just discuss Summer House, but we ended up, of course, ranting and raving about Portia and uh, the, everything she got going on in the continent of Africa. So, you know, all her, <laughs> all of her uh, philanthropic efforts over in Africa. Now, don't ask me what part of Africa. I don't know, but just know it's going on in Africa. Now, look, we talked about Summer House from sun up to sundown, and I actually want to defer you to that because that was, that was probably one of the best recordings and one of my favorite recordings that I've ever done with someone else. I loved everything about that. That was like me and like four, literally four of my like closest friends that I've made since this whole like pandemic podcast, social media shit started. Like it, it, love all of these people go over there, 
Check it out. I listened back to it today. I rarely ever listen back to the podcast that I'm on. I try to do it often, but I, you know, I hate the sound of my own voice so much, but there was enough people on this one too. I was like, okay, I'm listening back at this and you know, I'm, you know, I, I can drown me out, but it was fun. I didn't even get annoyed by myself on this one. So, but before I go on to, I'm going to talk about the Real Housewives of New York next. Before I jump to that, I actually did get a comment from JV again. You know, JV, he's been on Summer House with us too. He's been watching all season long. He had some thoughts on this uh, part two of the Summer House reunion, and they needed to be shared because JV, one thing about him, he makes points. Now, Summer House, I am 100% here for holding people accountable. And calling them to the carpet. If you have the balls to say what you said on TV, you're going to have to account for it. I get that. I'm here for it. What I don't like is the fact that you have five or six, almost seven people coming at one person. Chiming in when everybody else is talking. The only real people that got to have an issue with Hannah was Luke and Amanda. Like, Kyle, you really didn't even need to be in it, quite honestly. Amanda, that was your actual friend. Luke, you had that messy flirt situationship with Hannah. So, okay, those are the people that can really go at her. Why is Danielle chiming in? Why is why is everybody else chiming in? I don't like the pile on stuff. I just don't like the fact that everybody's acting as if Hannah is the devil. Paige is like one level under her. And Sierra was just trying to latch on to anybody. Like, I, I don't like that narrative that I feel like people are trying to spin out there. Like, everybody on that cast has extremely bad qualities. Like, <laughs> a lot of them gaslight. A lot of them are not great friends. Y'all are acting like everybody else is an angel and Hannah is the devil. And I just don't like that. Like, Luke, you were not innocent. Yes, the timeline between Hannah, Dez, and Hannah and Luke, it was sketchy. It The way it looks on the outside, I get that. However, you were misleading her by the, your actions. So was she. Y'all were doing it to each other. Shake hands and move on. All right, I've said it. And as a wise woman once said, what else is going on? Points were made. I refuse to get back on my bandwagon about Hannah, about Luke, about Kyle, about Carl, about Amanda, about Lindsay, about Paige, about Sierra, about Danielle. I refuse to get back on that bandwagon. I'm not going to do it. I ranted and raved about it till I was blue in the face. Me and Monty and Tom and Chelsea and Taria, we talked about it. Go over there, subscribe to Monty, give her a five-star rating and review. And now... Let's talk about the Real Housewives of New York. We kick things off with Ebony and Leah, and they discuss why she broke up with her ex-man, okay? She said that when the pandemic hit, the ex-man chose to be with his kids and not her, and he felt like they would hate him if he wasn't with them, you know, his grown-ass children. So she respectfully bowed out. I don't blame you. 
Child. Anyway, <laughs> she talks about, you know, meeting the other ladies and how Sonia looked her up and down to kind of size her up, you know, which is what we all do. And how Ramona was, you know, more pleasant than she thought she would be, you know, all this kind of stuff. Just giving her first impressions about how she felt about everyone that she had met. Clearly, you know, she had watched these women on TV and she was like, OK, you know, I, I can see her trying to come for me and won't. I can see her trying to do me. And don't, you know, I feel your net ebony. Then we find out that Leah is planning a Burning Man party for the ladies in Sag Harbor. Now, that's important because it's the whole episode. But more importantly, Ebony sneezed during this scene. And Leah said, oh, wow, you just had one fourth of an orgasm. Uh, we? <laughs> Bitch, we? I said hunting, I said that we? I've never heard this before. Have y'all ever heard this? I've never heard this before. Is that unique to women or is that anybody that can sneeze? Like if I got a nose, can I experience that one fourth of an orgasm just by sneezing? I wonder. Hmm. An orgasm is considered four times as powerful as one sneeze. I don't know how to process that. My <laughs> Listen, my mental faculties are already spent for the week. Portia has done me in. I can't handle comments like this, okay? I don't know how to how to take that, so I'm going to move the hell on. The ladies are heading to Sag Harbor for five days to stay with Ramona. Child, you couldn't pay me a mother... Uh, <laughs> I already know I'd have to cuss Ramona the fuck out. Let me move on. We see Leah and Ebony... Heading up there and Leah kind of forewarns the viewers and Ebony really that her grandma is super sick. And from what I'm gathering, it's, you know, they're in that tour territory where they know it's gonna, they know her life is going to end soon. Unfortunately, it's COVID too. So is, you know, if she's in a hospital, then she can't really be with her. Or if she's even at home, it's not safe to be with her because you don't know what kind of germs you're bringing there and you might, you know, spread them. And you know, it's unfortunate. Anybody that's lost anyone this past year or has had someone really, really sick and you couldn't be with them, then you can relate to this. It Leah came off super likable this episode. I'm just saying. Unfortunately, you know, it's COVID. It's what we've dealt with. COVID has fucked up everything from friendships to TV shows to family members' health and everything else. Oh, damn you, Corona. They arrive first, and Ramona's home is beautiful. It really is. I guess I didn't pay no damn attention to it last year. Keep in mind, this is the place where <laughs> they were butt-ass naked, killing tiki torches, and putting dildos in chicken dishes. You know, Y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. I feel the need to mention, though, that Ramona looks like an LOL doll. Now, how do I know about LOL doll? Because most if not all, of the children in my life, especially my two little four-year-old cousins, love those damn LOL surprise dolls. I don't care what size it is. If they come in that little, uh, the little bitty ball, they love them. If they come in a big-ass box, they love them. They don't care. Both of them love, listen, they love LOL surprise dolls more than their mothers, their fathers, their siblings, their grandparents, their grandmas, their grandpas, their school Everything in their life, LOL dolls are those bitches. Do you hear me? They're that bitch. You better get into it. If your kids 
or your little girls don't know about LOL dolls, y'all better get into them. They love them damn LOL dolls. And they make whole YouTube videos with the little dolls talking. They don't, they don't really talk, but you know, they hold them up and then they say something in the background. You know, that little silly shit that kids like. Get into it. You put that on, them kids be distracted for hours. You can go ahead and, you know, handle your business because child ain't nobody trying to watch no kids for <sighs> not that damn long. The whole time, Ramona keeps calling her staff members by the wrong name. Now, keep in mind, I said staff members a lot more than what Ramona says. She audibly says, oh, God, I always get my help's name wrong. Listen, Ebony's facial expressions and her whispers are literally me watching this damn show for a decade now. A decade. I don't think people realize sometimes how Ramona comes across, even the people who don't watch Housewives, like, it's just, like, girl, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, I know folk go up for Ramona, and, you know, she's she's so entertaining on the show, but, God, Ramona, you are just the most out-of-touch, delusional, you know what, going on you is too easy, going in on you is too easy, I'm not gonna do it. They bring up the fact that, you know, once they're sitting down eating, keep in mind, Lou and Sonya still aren't there yet, so it's just them three eating. They bring up the fact that Holla Heather is coming. And Leah's like, wait, huh? Because Ramona's like, oh, yeah, you know, Luann is so excited. And I'm excited. And Leah's just like, wait, what the hell are y'all talking about? Like, aren't Luann and Heather beefing? Like, didn't she say that Luann does hard drugs and fuck the pirate on the podcast and all this kind of stuff? Look, we all confused, but... Reality TV lately, if it has been nothing else, it has been confusing. We don't even question no damn more. We just we just take what the hell y'all give us. I love the Burning Man, you know, kind of look and party and all this kind of stuff that's going on. The tassels and sparkles and leather and feathers and hats and everything. I've never been to Burning Man, though, so don't ask me. I, for all I know, they're keeping in theme. They probably missed the mark. I don't damn know, but hell, it looks like they committed at least. Hell, I don't know. Luann, except Luann. Luann had on one of them damn statement necklaces as always, so... Y'all remember when, like, blue jewelry used to be, like, the thing back in the day? Like, the sapphire, like, not sapphire, like, that blue, like, quartz-like jewelry. I'm showing my age. Let me stop. Okay. I got to say one thing, though. Ramona, as desperate as you kind of looked, that face, like, you got to teach me your Botox, lipo, facelift ways because you looked young and good as hell in that thing, and you looked in shape. Now, you know, I don't never go up for Ramona, but I had to give Ramona a little piece because Ramona looked good. Now, <clears throat> I got some dueling comments concerning Real Housewives of New York. I've been enjoying the season so far. No, it hasn't been a lot of drama, but, you know, I'm actually kind of enjoying, you know, them off to a slow start because I know them, they'll be arguing before anything. Like, all it takes is one person getting drunk and then the shit is going to go all the way downhill. So I'm excited to see that. I'm going to throw it over to Eugene first. Eugene out of Brooklyn. You've heard him on this podcast before. He is not, and I repeat not, not only is he not feeling the actual show, he damn sure isn't feeling Leah in this damn burning man party. Let me throw it over to Eugene. Yo, Kendrick, it's Eugene from Problematic Pod, straight out of Brooklyn. 
it's apparent to me that Leah has no idea what happens at Burning Man or Ramona's hospitality director, because I know that Bravo producers do, and there was nothing Burning Man about that party. Like Burning Man reflects 10 principles, like radical self-expression, leave no trace, communal effort, inclusion. I need art bikes, communal effort, sandstorms, bartering for goods, good psychedelics. Leo's trying too hard. Ramona looks ridiculous. How did Marley get to Southampton? I didn't see him with Sonia in Luann's rented car. I think the season may rank as one of the worst seasons ever, certainly behind New Jersey this year. It was dull, it was boring, and it felt like an episode of Real Housewives of Orange County where nothing happens. It was embarrassing. I bet the ratings show it. And watching Ramona and Sonia try to fix a pool heater just put me to sleep. Also, didn't Ramona walk off the reunion in the first season because Alex McCord took some nude photos? And now Ramona's wearing nothing but Swarovski crystals and black mesh? I just can't. I I laugh thinking about how Ramona would slaughter the word Swarovski crystals. I'm done. Give them a chance, Jeannie. Give them a chance. I mean, you know, we're early into the season. Maybe, you know, Brashawn's coming. You know, Brashawn will do a little something, something, you know. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying getting to know Ebony so far. I don't mind the season. I'm I'm enjoying it. Chat, instead of food, they start off with a healer. Not a shaman like that man. And you, <laughs> they've been sucking boogers out of DeAndre's nose all damn through COVID and nasty fuckers. I love this scene, though, because the women actually share some deep stuff. We don't get a lot of deep on the Real Housewives in New York. Like, we really don't. If stay, unless, like, Bethany is there unhands crying about something in the corner, then we really don't get a lot of, like, deep, deep in New York. Leah talks about her grandmother. Ebony talks about her last remaining family members and needing to define, you know, kind of redefine her definition of family. Luann talks about needing to follow her gut because whenever she doesn't, she gets in like a world of trouble. (laughs) Ramona talks about her daughter being her only family, which is why she has 8,722 friends, which nobody seems to buy, by the way. (laughs) Sonia talks about unburdening more often because she keeps things inside which i can actually relate to like i'm the person in my family like inner family outer family whatever i'm like the person in my family that everyone comes to for things and relies on so like i hate unloading on other people too like i don't even like the child but i don't like to unload on people at work but i i delegate the fuck out of a task let me stop lying in my personal life though i don't like to ask for much so Sonia I get it work through it get you a good therapist that'll help you work through it not that damn lady that came to your apartment and uh with that damn assistant that was just sitting there looking bored as hell while y'all was doing all this damn dumb shit in that damn townhouse you need to sell you know what Sonia let me get up off of you after Leah does some crying and screaming and Luann screams and Ramona says you know she screams I'm about to say Ramona screamer <laughs> the turn up begins they floating on swans in the pool, eating pizza from the pizza oven, just having a good old COVID time. Ebony pulled one of my moves, though. She got the fuck up out of there, okay? And she found a room, and she laid down. But she had a blast, so I love it. You know, she had as much fun as she could before she was time for her to tuck her out, so I get it. But, you know, 
I loved her conversation with Liv talking about not having a group of white friends. Like she's had white friends, of course, obviously throughout her whole life, but she's never had a group of white friends before. So it was new to her, but fun. Listen, I get it. <laughs> Being the minority in a group of white people can be a lot at first. It's like a whole different kind of culture shock. So I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, just you, you work through it, Ebony, because I don't want you to leave the show. I'm loving you on here. And, you know, we ain't never had no better smart on. Uh... <laughs> Let me stop. Carol was smart, I guess, child. Anyway, that was good. I, I enjoyed the episode. It wasn't as, you know, exciting as we're used to. But keep in mind, not only is it COVID, half of the women aren't even drinking this season. So maybe we'll see them, you know, and they can't go out and just like screw random guys like they normally do. But who knows? The other opinion I got on the Real Housewives of New York came from, of course, Kaya from Bravo Wild Black. She has an entirely different opinion than Eugene, who you heard from earlier. Let me throw it to Kaya so she can tell you how she's feeling about the Real Housewives of New York. Hey, this is Kaya from Bravo Wild Black again. Another opinion. Yeah, Roni gave what needs to be gave. I don't know what the fuck you guys are saying. But it's missing something. It's absolutely missing nothing. Tinsley left mid-season, number one. And number two, Dorinda, you guys said that she was too volatile because of the way that she fucking treated Tinsley. And guess what? She was right all along because Scott wasn't shit. But that's a whole nother conversation. And Roni is giving exactly what Roni needs to give. Ebony has literally fit in. Like, I don't know. Like It's like she's been there, okay? And she reacted the way any black woman would react when put on a cast full of white people. She didn't come in hot. She didn't come in as a lesson. She just brought up things naturally. It just seems like a natural flow there. And it seems that she actually enjoys being there. Now, you know, her going and hanging it up, plasma, hey, Nikki, hey, Nikki, asthma, and leaving a little bit early, you know, and going to sleep, that's something exactly what I would have done because I don't have the freaking energy to do all that shit birdie man that dry ass rice a reiki healer like it was a long day so i'm gonna need y'all to cut ebony some slack and explain to me exactly what's missing because all that happens on real housewives of new york is that they get drunk they get naked and they fight and guess what they're getting drunk they're getting naked and they're gonna fight roni's giving period big purr I'm just saying, I feel, I do, you know, I'm liking New York. Let's give it at least like, let's give it three more weeks before we condemn it all together. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm just, I like it when we don't have to, you know, we've been, we've been immersed in some deep stuff. Like I'm, I'm tired of like the slut shaming in Atlanta. I'm tired of the child, everything that went on in Potomac, even though it was one of the best seasons, but it got deep too. Uh, all the racism that was going on in Dallas. Like, it's just a lot. It was a lot, a lot. I'm just, I'm happy to have, you know, a little bit of air right now. I'm sure it's going to get deep on New York too, but I'm happy to have a little breathing room. Child, we we were supposed to have some breathing room after this season of Atlanta, but Portia fucked that up. I don't even know what this, and you know what? I realized, I didn't even mention the, apparently, you know, they claiming that this relationship was, Oh boy, it started last month, but people believe they were in Turks and Caicos together back in January. And I don't, this whole announcement just doesn't make sense from any point. Like why announce it? I still don't know what the end game is. Like I'm confused. Like what was, 
was somebody blackmailing them with something or I I just don't know. I don't know. I knew I was going to wind back up on this topic somehow. I just, it's really bothering me. And then they, some blonde girl has been going on every media outlet that she can to talk to anybody that will listen that she used to be with Simon and she was with him. And then she just uh, got dropped. And then next thing she know, the man engaged the Porsche <laughs> child. Listen, Simon, they say he worth $40 million. <sighs> you know what? Uh, you know, let me not do that. <laughs> I was about to defend some stuff. Let me not do that. Ooh, 40 million. You know what I can do with 40 million? Okay. Let me stop. Listen, I'm going to get off this subject because I've been, it has had my heart racing all week. It has been a lot. I couldn't fall asleep Monday night. I had to drink a whole lot of water, cut my fan on high, put my, my damn phone across the room and I had to put on, what did I put on? I think I put on Banshee to fall asleep to. It was just, I needed to just, you know, I needed to be well. I was not well. Okay. I was not well. Let me go ahead. This little Real Housewives of New Jersey finale it gave, but it didn't give at all. Like you, I don't know. It did what it needed to do, but then everything that needed to be done on the list didn't get done. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It, it I guess it did whatever. Let's talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey finale very quickly. Teresa finally shows off her man. He seems nice and suave. You know, y'all are, y'all gonna call me crazy, but you know what? That's my type, nigga. That's my type. <laughs> He's not too pretty, which you know I'm into. He has a, you know, rough but polished features and a strong nose. That's my type, nigga. That's my type. I'm just saying. Look, we also get a little clip. Uh, showing us that Melissa and Joe are still somewhat going at it because apparently Joe feels like Melissa has been wanting to do everything business related by herself instead of including him like she used to. I think this is the first time I'm actually understanding where Joe Gorga is coming from. That would make me think she cheating. <laughs> no, but really, this is the first time. I feel like he's articulated it poorly Every single time he's trying to pass, he just feel like, I feel like you're leaving me behind. I feel like this. And I always feel like it was such a cop out to not be there for your wife. Basically he, uh, I don't know. I get it now. I get it. I don't know. He, he's saying that like they used to do everything together for both of their businesses, but now she like purposely wants to do things alone. I don't know. She has reasoning for it though. I child, I was I was half ass paying attention. I don't know what the reasoning was, but I'm sure I'm sure it was a reason. My favorite scene of the episode was that scene with Jen, Bill, and their kids having this like catered dinner at their house. I love it. First of all, the food looks to die for. The kids are hilarious as always. Olivia is still the star of the family. And Bill surprises her with a fat ass ring. I mean, that ring is... It's out of here. That's a big old ring. Let me say this. Because Bill, Bill, you did the thing. You did the damn thing then. Let me just say, Portia, I think I get it now. <laughs> 
if I had the opportunity to cheat with Bill Aiden and get them kind of big ass rings, maybe I'd do it too. You know what? I don't even judge you no more, Portia. I'm on your side. Team, uh, what's y'all name gonna be? Team Pyman. No. Team Sorsha. I don't know. And we we go we'll work on that later. Team cheating. I don't know. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with me, okay? I but I get it, Portia. I get it. Let's jump to Marge and Joe Benigno's <laughs> Halloween costume party. I told y'all, I know how to say the man last name, but until he takes the N-I-G out of his name, I'm going to pronounce it Benigno, okay? Fuck what you heard. I loved every costume that came through the door at Joe and Marge's party. I'm through the Adams family. J-Lo and Prince, Mermaid and Merman, Sonny and Cher, uh, Cotton Candy, a uh, ripped up ass nurse. I loved it all. It was all good stuff. Now that that's out the way, let me go ahead and tell y'all something. Y'all are going to let my good sis, Jennifer Aiden, get drunk as fuck, okay? If I had all them damn kids, I'd get shit-faced every time I got invited somewhere too. <laughs> every time I got the opportunity to leave my house, I'd be drunk as hell too. So y'all go leave Jen Aiden alone. March in Marge, not March, Marge, Marguerite, Marguerite gives a speech and it feels like she's taking a dig at Joe Gorga. She's dedicating it to, uh, you know, the whole speech to Joe Benigno. And she's like, you know, you've always let me work and, you know, you didn't build a studio for me inside that I can record terrible music. But even still, I know you still love me. And, you know, you don't need to be a male chauvinist pig. Okay, the speech didn't go exactly like that. But, hell, watch the episode. I can't do all the damn work for you. You get the gist of it. I <laughs> He ends up confronting her. And she tells, look, Mars tells him how the hell it is. She she ain't got no time to be sugarcoating. She's like, look, this is my damn party. Let me get your ass out the way so I can go on to get drunk like Jennifer. Shit. She tells him everything that's on her mind, and he is not receiving any of it. This sets it off at the party. Melissa, at the same time, she's going to talk to uh to Dolores, and she tells, listen. Dolores is over y'all's ass. Dolores lets her ass have it. Do you hear me? Dolores said, would I take a poll? Would I do what you guys were doing? What if I did a poll that said, uh, you know, do we think Joe and Melissa's marriage is going to last if she doesn't get her independence? You know, of course, everybody around gasping like, ooh, ooh, bitch. No, she didn't. Ew. Ooh, bitch. Ew, ew. You know, they doing all that, uh, hyping her up and shit. <laughs> Look. I, uh, this is a, they doing a whole lot at this damn party, but a whole little at the same time. Keep in mind that at the same time, this altercation is going on. Joe Gorga is ignoring Bill, Aiden, and all the other men who are trying to get him together. He, they trying to help him out, give him all the advice and stuff. He's like, man, you drunk. Shut up. I ain't talking to you. And boy, you don't know now. Uh-uh. That have been the places I've been. That have spent the things that I spent. Do about five, six best friends. No, you don't know now. You know, he's saying all that to them. Child, listen, Joe and Melissa, they belong together. Neither one of them can take advice and neither one of them is tolerable. <laughs> the Lord said, Joe needs to learn how to, you know, appreciate you, but he's going to have to lose you in order to do that. And Joe shows up right on cue like, 
bitch, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> he wondering like, now, wait a minute now. What the hell y'all over here talking about? Melissa tells Joe basically to apologize to Dolores. And he comes right at Dolores. He's like, do you think I meant anything by what I said? She actually says no, but that, you know, she he, he need to mind his goddamn business. She then, though, goes in on a marriage and puts De- Melissa immediately on the defensive. Melissa storms off and leaves the whole party. Like, she leaves the whole house. She is on the front, waiting on that damn car and everything. Jennifer, a.k.a. J-Lo, <laughs> don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. And by rocks, I mean the rock that Bill Aiden just got me in the last scene, ho. They show up and, you know, she's starting shit immediately. She all up in them people business. I know that's right, Jennifer. You better get all the business and then report it back to us so that we can see what's going on. Because, you know, editors be leaving shit out nowadays. We don't know how the hell these damn shows are put together, but we just tune in anyway. Joe and Melissa are outside having a whole ass argument. And Melissa just finally has to tell them, look, I was inside arguing with them people for a whole hour. I'm not about to sit on here in this curb with you and argue about this stupid stuff, especially when you know it's fake. The storyline is over, Joe. We're not going to keep doing this in the off season. This is just for this show. We create storylines. We tell them and then we move on. I'm not doing this with you, Joe. It didn't go exactly like that, but that's how I imagine it went in the car. Look, that's all I got. I can't keep doing this with (laughs) y'all. Jersey. Y'all gave us a good season. I like this season. It it did what it needed to do. It filled what it needed to feel. I thought it was going to get way too dark, but, you know, it started off dark and then immediately bounced its way through the rest of the season. So <laughs> I, I think y'all gave what needed to be given this season. I was here for it. Y'all, this was a loaded week for Bravo. I hope y'all are okay. I'm not. I never will be again. <laughs> I'm ready for this three-part series about Portia's life to come out this summer because I am I am unwell. I am unwell. Just give me the new season of Potomac and I will be happy. Bring on family karma. Bring on everything that I need. I just need all of this, people. And let me leave you with these words. Well, everyone... We've come to the end of the episode. This has been an episode of Ian Van Zandt Fix My Life, and Portia has stormed off the scene. She has turned off her comment section. She is only posting in the stories, and she does not give a damn about what any of us have said. She says she's going to love that $40 million man, and he said he's going to love her until the next big booty priestess comes along. So there's nothing I can do. Sometime, even Iyanla Vincent can't fix your problem. Good night and rest well, beloved. As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at housewivesmarvelpodcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya!
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria and I'm Mike and we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com/teamready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook Games.